Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I am delighted to have my friend and colleague, Lynn Comp. Back in the studio, she is the Vice President of the Data Center Group and General Manager of our Visual Cloud Division. Welcome, Lynn. Thank you, Allison. It's always good to be back for a chip chat. So, Lynn, um, we are doing this chip chat to focus on a number of different topics that have recently come out from Intel. Intel obviously just had a major launch, a major data-centric launch, highlighted by the delivery of our second generation of Xeon Scalable processors, formerly codenamed Cascade Lake, and our Optane DC persistent memory. Let's just start there and talk about why these products are important from a perspective of Visual Cloud and where you're seeing the benefit of the new technology impacting your workloads. So first of all, just a quick refresh on how Intel looks at Visual Cloud and this will help tie it all together. We view Visual Cloud as these next generation intelligent visual experiences. And the reason that you need to think about things like the next generation Xeon Scalable as well as Optane DC memory is the fact that all of the visual cloud experiences are end to end. So they're delivered, many of the workloads are created and hosted in the cloud for agility and global access and they're consumed over the network. And there's a lot of purpose design that has to go into thinking about the delivery of a great user experience. And so where the next generation, the unscalable processors plus Optane DC memory come together is in a select solution, a reference architecture for how you can take advantage of the next generation Intel platforms to be able to deliver something that we would have looked at and said, it's content delivery network. But we're even shifting that to be visual cloud delivery network because it's not the way that we would think about the CDNs of the past. And that's where Optane plus Xeon Scalable is so important. So when we look at that visual cloud delivery network, what are the performance requirements for that particular network and how does the configuration address that? I think the thing that's really exciting is that the overall philosophy of Optane DC memory is that you don't have to make these hard trade-offs between something that is the reliability and has the characteristics of SSDs. At the same time, you are being able to have a very large memory space. And one of the most important things about these visual cloud experiences is the latency of the delivery of the content to the user when they press the button and say, I need this content. And so these visual cloud delivery network implementations are so important because having the ability to have a larger memory space, not having to worry at the operator perspective about hard drive failure rates, being able to be confident that the content that is most interesting can be cached at the edge and delivered very quickly and efficiently, 
is something that gives the service providers of all stripes, whether they're cloud or communication service providers, confidence that the user's experience with their service is going to be amazing. Now, obviously, we aim select solutions at a lot of different workloads and a lot of different customer environments. Tell me about the customer environments that we're aiming the visual cloud select solution at and how this has been received by customers in early discussions. There has been a huge amount of interest for a couple reasons. There's a couple different types of service delivery mechanisms. One of them would be they own their own CDNs and they own their own content delivery capability and they're just hosting it in somebody's location. And they're really looking at how do I take advantage of the lower latency of drives on an NVMe bus to add tiers into their content delivery capabilities. There's an additional aspect that we found where many of the companies that have those edge locations need to deal with what they call multi-host. And so the additional processing capabilities, the additional cores, the more system-level optimizations in the next generation Xeon scalable platforms are absolutely critical because they need to be able to do different security workloads and protect the individual pieces of content for the different entities that are hosting at that location. So that's where the cores become really important. So the most exciting thing about this overall launch is that it's an overall platform balance helping those service providers, whether they're comm service providers, hosting cloud service providers, or comm service providers hosting their own content, they all can take a leap forward looking at the Intel Select solution for that environment and knowing where do I start for the optimizations I need. Now, fast forward a few days to NAB, obviously one of the largest shows in your space for the year, and you're bringing even more news and collaborations to the table. Tell me about what you're talking about. We are so excited to be able to show the world all of the work that we've been doing on AV1 encoders. And in fact, we haven't been doing it by ourselves. We've had a really critical partner working closely with us to make sure that the software reference that we're delivering meets their needs, but additionally meets even some more real-time needs. And so we will have Netflix with us talking about the use of SVT, Scalable Video Technologies AV1, and the open source collaboration project that we're working together as well as having a couple reference examples of what do you use encoders for. But more importantly, for Netflix, this is really taking strides forward in showing that this new codec, the AV1 codec and encoder core, is something that can be performant and they can rely on and deploy immediately. When you look at this in context of the broader opportunity of engaging in delivering optimized solutions to the market, why do you think this is so critical? What is an unstated truism about visual cloud being hosted in the cloud and delivered across a network is that the encoder is absolutely critical 
in all of the experiences that are being delivered because all the content is high definition. We're moving to a 4K world. And so you absolutely have to have the compression and the encoding capabilities, especially with different content owned by different brand owners. And so the encoder is one of those critical pieces of technology, whether you're trying to do video streaming for cloud gaming or whether you're trying to do something like media processing and delivery, or even immersive media, all of them are dependent on having a highly efficient encoder core. And so the other thing that we're doing is we're putting together reference examples of different open source optimizations from Intel in reference pipelines so that people understand how do they take the encoder and build media analytics at insertion? How do they take the encoder and do a one-to-n content delivery example? We're doing all that in open source, so it's a very quick optimization for them to know where do I have to put hardware and what can be in software, and we're doing this with industry standards that they already know and are familiar with, so our hope is that these services and the innovation around the services gets even faster. Now, we're doing this in open source, and that was an intentional decision. Why open source in this space, and how does this help accelerate and disrupt this particular corner of the ecosystem? The open source space is really, really important, and we're calling this open visual cloud and hoping that we have so many other contributors to these examples because the ability for the ecosystem to learn their way through what they would normally use as the DevOps process, the host a service, fail fast, optimize, rehost. That whole process is so important for them to learn. How do I deliver these end-to-end services, taking advantage of both the cloud and the network? And so open source just makes it easier for people to collaborate and innovate and optimize in a more community fashion. So you're not relying on just a set of developers in a single company. You actually get the benefit of the global developer community. Now, we were joined by Netflix, who was obviously a leader in this space. On this announcement, why is it important for a company like Netflix to be investing in the open source development of code like this? My belief of why Netflix is relying so much on open source is because when you look at the type of content that they're having to deliver, the type of intelligence that they have to embed in these new services as they become more interactive, they need to have that rapid, faster pace of innovation. Being able to leverage and collaborate with some of the leading lights with video algorithm development and having the access through open source accelerates their ability to deliver an even better service that's even more compelling to their users. Obviously, this is a tremendous amount. You've got optimized configurations coming out on Intel's latest silicon that really takes advantage of a data-centric workload optimization, great collaborations on software. What's next for you and the Visual Cloud team? I think the next thing for us is being present with our customers of all kinds, whether it's enterprises looking at how they can deliver training through immersive media services, or it's cloud service providers working their way through taking advantage of 
the amazing interest in things like esports broadcasting, or whether it's collaborating with service providers in the comms world who are rolling out 5G and realizing I have an amazing edge footprint with a high bandwidth, low latency network, I could put some pretty compelling services there. We want to compare and help them understand how do they build this service end to end and make sense of the amazing toolbox of offerings from Intel so that they can very quickly stand up a service and then improve even further as the market learns its way through. How do we deliver these two-way low-latency services and get the users hooked on an amazing experience? Lynn, it's always delightful to have you on Chip Chat. We'd love to have you back soon. Thanks so much for giving me the update on what's happening at NEB. One final question for you. Where can folks find out more about what Intel is offering in this space and engage with your team? So there are a couple options. There is an Intel Visual Cloud landing page that you can find through any search, and that is on intel.com. You can always come to ChipChat, of course. And then you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Complin at Intel. Fantastic. Thanks so much for being here today. Thank you, Allison. It's always good to talk. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.